What is good, you guys? Thank you so much for joining us once again on a tasty episode of Coffee Roaster Warm-Up Sessions. Just a little backstory in case you're new here. Coffee Roaster Warm-Up Sessions, the thought behind that was like uh, that moment when we're warming up the roaster, which takes about an hour, sometimes a little over an hour, just to warm up the roaster. Um, and it was like, cool. Like during that, those moments, Sergi and I are always talking and kind of just, it's kind of just like the laid back kind of prep the roaster for things and, um, yeah, chat, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it. And so we're like, what if this was like a podcast episode, Yeah, yeah. you know, and that's what it turned into. So thank you so much for joining us. And, uh, before we kick off this really, really interesting episode that I'm so excited to talk about, let's pour some coffee. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Real steamy. You Get a little ASMR. Somebody commented on the last YouTube video was like, who, uh, how come I didn't know this was going to be, this is like coffee ASMR with a sipping. And I'm like, yes, that's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. There's something when the flavor just hits. You don't even know what's in the cup. I think I know already. Mm. What's in here? <clears throat> well, that, that one hit hard. That was good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a little, little makeshift blend of whatever you have left over in the makeshift, cabinet. Makeshift yeah, blend on the spot. It? No measuring. Just No, I'm just kidding. I still measured out the dose. I just didn't measure how much of each I put. Yeah. It's roughly a little bit of uh, Ethiopia whoosh whoosh in there. And then a little bit of the new really released coffee, the natural from Ethiopia, Sadamo. Yes. Dude, I can taste the natural in there, but I also know what the natural tastes like alone, and it doesn't taste mm-hmm. like the natural standalone. Yeah, it's weird to say, but this natural, the eucalyptus in this blend, in this blend concoction, actually stands yeah. pretty vibrant. I don't know. I'm getting that eucalyptus pretty, yeah. pretty hard. Yeah, I think sometimes I also mix it up with a little bit of melon, and I don't know if that's just. My mind or actually my taste buds doing the job. Uh, the maraschino cherry mm-hmm. from the whoosh. Yeah. I think I'm picking up more of the stone fruit, plum-esque, the heavier <clears throat> body. Yeah. <coughs> oh, man. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. But that being said, surprise, surprise, two day, literally hours ago before this recording, we just dropped a... Ethiopia, man, in Ethiopia, Sadama, natural processed. Um, yeah, it's just tasty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's that. I was like, I know. like, what do I say to, to you? Hype this up, but it is what it is. It's all in the name. Yeah. You know? And so, um, yeah, it's been really tasty. We've low key. One of the funnest things about dialing in a batch is that you're always like tasting, mm-hmm. cupping, tasting, cupping. And yeah. We've had some really, you know, some tasty roasts out of this and we're finally excited to just, you know, hit that on button. You know how like the neon sign that says we're yes. open or on. Um, that's literally how I feel when it's like 
There's a flute. Tss, tss, tss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's on there. Uh, yeah, I think everybody should pick up a bag if you're looking for something wild, mm. uh, sporadic, spontaneous. Um, also, if you're looking for some eucalyptus in a natural. Yes. I think that was probably the most surprising about this coffee. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I've, I've enjoyed it a lot. Also enjoyed the roasting process and dialing in this coffee. We got to cup um, quite often, not a lot, but still quite often because we were very meticulous about what we wanted to highlight in this coffee. So that's been a very fun process for me. Totally. Which, man, there's already so much to say about the roast process behind that, which would be kind of fun to talk about actually. Yeah. Um, and why, what happens when you go a little further, hold back a little bit and how you can really pick that up in the, in the cupping and tasting. So yeah. really interesting. But, uh, yeah, today we want to talk about, um, over our experiences overseas, mm-hmm. um, and people and connection. And it's pretty broad. I don't know if I can just wrap it up in one word mm-hmm. or in a phrase, but, uh, yeah, I wanted to talk, kind of talk to you about um, your overseas experience. I've had some overseas experience and how that's actually impacted your coffee journey, our coffee journey. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, like um, mirror we as a brand, as a company, as, as humans, regardless of coffee, once again, yeah. is like we really want to be people oriented. We really appreciate relationships and um, being able to cultivate those relationships, whether that's in Bellingham, you know, in the entire country. I mean, you just moved back here from the East Coast. You still Mm -hmm. have friends on the East Coast um, and worldwide as well. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, dude, just international travel fascinates me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I started on my little travel journey back in 2008, 2009, and like consistently traveled for 10 years. It's pretty like wild. All over. Where uh, was your first travel experience? Argentina. Dang. Yes. I actually remember when you went to Argentina. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Yeah. yeah. And then you, you were doing some soccer stuff there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I did. Talk I a, did a, talk a little bit games. about that in a nutshell. Yeah. So I went there with a nonprofit and we basically did a few humanitarian projects. It was also ministry connected. So we traveled throughout Argentina and I was part of a kind of, kind of, I wouldn't, I don't want to exaggerate, but it was like a soccer club that would go to Argentina and do kind of different camps, um, predominantly for kids and a little bit for like young adults, but not a lot. I mean, it's also funny that, you know, these Americans from the United States traveling to Argentina out of all places, the home of Lionel Messi <laughs> and throwing a soccer camp. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, that's, who are that's you? comical. Yeah. yeah why? Why? <laughs> out of uh, all places, America. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So but but it was super fun uh, to go down there and then meet the people. And my first major overseas experience, just the whole idea of like diversity and culture just captured me. I was like, enamored by how different the world was even as a immigrant and a russian growing up in the united states like but then going into a whole different culture just the love for people grew in me and i was just fascinated about learning about other cultures so i ended up then going to brazil costa rica 
like all over, all over South America, did even a huge road trip from Nashville, Tennessee, drove to Mexico City. Um, that was wild. Um, but throughout that whole journey of going all over the place in South America, coffee came up quite a bit. Um, because why? I mean, people hang out at coffee shops. If you want to meet up with someone, you'll most likely do it over coffee if it's midday, you know what I mean? And it's a fairly safe, common ground for people to meet up. So traveling to these quote-unquote origin countries, especially Costa Rica, like you're running into people as like you're drinking coffee, sometimes as you're um, on coffee farms. So you're running into these locals and you're creating relationships and you're experiencing coffee firsthand at origin. And that's when um, it really sparked um, the coffee like side of it sparked in me. So I was like, huh, I wonder what this is going to develop. Um, but yeah, but then I traveled to Southeast Asia and in Indonesia is where I had a pivotal moment, um, that, you know, with Pak Adi. And that was a moment I was trying to write this book, um, basically interviewing people from different people groups and asking these questions that would generate dialogue and wanted to put that together with photos. And uh, so before we go on there, Sergi is naturally just a journalist. Like yeah. he's a dog. He loves to document things like photo, video, write stuff, you know, just do the, the whole spectrum of documenting things. And to a certain extent, at one point he wanted to be a journalist. And yeah. actually he's also the reason why I got into anything photography and video related. So that's kind of like a little bit of a backstory. And that's a little bit of what you were kind of doing there in Indo. And then you ran into this guy. Yeah. So I'm walking alongside this beach with my buddy, Christian. And we're looking like for people to stop and talk to. And this guy runs up to us and Christian looks at me. He's like, oh, I know this guy. You should chat with him. So I introduce myself to him and we start talking and I say, um, I ask him a question and his response was, man, in the West, you guys connect over these devices like iPhones. He's pointing at an iPhone. But here in Indonesia, we connect over coffee and cigarettes. And to me, that was so simple yet so profound. He caught me in my tracks and I was like, this is it. This is the answer. Like, we can use coffee to connect with people, not only within our communities and cultures, but we can connect with people like across the world. That's how big this is. So the global perspective of coffee really caught my attention and it anchored it in me being a coffee professional. So that was, that was the pivotal moment, I would say, for me. That's spectacular. I, I, a huge pivotal, I mean, not, not necessarily a pivotal moment, but a very memorable moment was... I was spending some time in Mexico, um, also doing kind of like nonprofit work, um, building stuff down there. And uh, we had a free day. We're just hanging out around the city. And of course, I'd go to a coffee shop. Mm. You know, you just find yourself. That's the first thing I do whenever I'm traveling. It's like, I mean, I've got to find a cafe and potentially like a sweet like pastry spot. And so I went to this small little cafe, very like hole in the wall, sat down, ordered a coffee, a small slice of cake and I kind of know Spanish a little bit. I've studied some Spanish. I've also been to Mexico enough times to kind of be able to get a um, somewhat of like that mm. that vibe, that experience of like, oh, I know what it what it feels like to 
to speak with somebody who doesn't know my language at all. Um, mm -hmm. But I kind of know a little bit of Spanish. And so it was really interesting that there's this older gentleman and his wife uh, just sat down and were able to just through my barely speaking Spanish language, being able to communicate with him and kind of um, talk a little bit about coffee and, you know, pastries and uh, kind of the basics. And to me, that was extremely memorable. It was just such a good experience and connecting with, there's something about connecting with people that are so radically different than you, but we're all human at the end of the day. We're all yeah. people. We kind of go through the same things. We kind of like similar things. We, yeah. You know, we, we, we kind of struggle with similar things and to be able to connect yeah. over that while still having, you know, language barriers, cultural differences, mm -hmm. uh, preferences, all that stuff. That to me was so extremely memorable. And then I had, I've had myriad amounts of other experiences at cafes um, that were also memorable, but that one was just like this, you know, in the world like just this memorable yeah. experience yeah and i think from there after i had that pivotal experience i was still unsure i was like is this like for real like should i let go of basically my career at that point should i let everything go and start from scratch and dive into coffee like from the you know lowest rung in the ladder basically i was i was unsure and you know going back to the core and of this talk is it's people. So who do I go to, to double check my thought process to basically receive confirmation from is the people around me that know me well, like Taylor, he was one of the first people that I sat down and shared my idea said, dude, this is what I'm kind of feeling. Like, what do you think about this idea? And he had a very similar experience. He's like, dude, I've been also picking up on the idea that coffee brings people together and it actually is like a great avenue to like foster these like relationships. And you know, Taylor and a lot of the listeners might hear us bring him up all the time. And he's still living in Indo and now farming coffee and now like experimenting with different processing methods in coffee at origin. He's been there for over five years, like seven years now. So how long? Oh, okay. So he's been there for five to seven years. Now. Yeah. That was since your guys' first trip down there. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I, I did a trip, uh, before Taylor and I kind of brought the excitement back and shared it with him. And then I did another trip with him. That's incredible. Yeah. And he's gotten to a point where, um, he's been living there for some time. He knows the language pretty well. I hear. Oh, he's fluent. Yeah. I, I mean, I can pick up a few funny phrases, but he is fluent. Like he, he has the dialect down. He even knows local dialect. There's like a general language, like Bahasa Indonesia, like everybody speaks and there's local dialects. Yeah. He knows the local. That's awesome. So, and then can you share a little bit like what's he, what has he been doing down there over the last seven years? Um, yeah, give, give, it doesn't have to be like super in detail, but just give us an, in a, in a nutshell. So we kind of know. Yeah. I mean, gosh, thinking of how to use my words and like limited. So I don't like make this a huge story. There's yeah. so much to talk about, which we um, will cover someday yeah, in detail for sure. Um, so he started basically with going there and learning the language, understanding the culture. Like that's key. Like the whole, the whole process, if you want to go overseas and if you want to maintain a long-term relationship with the people in these foreign countries and at origin, especially in coffee, you have to come in with a like 
learner's heart or like a teachable heart. So he went in and he just started connecting with people, learning stuff, helping, doing basic stuff, like no work. He's not on a worker's visa there. You know what I mean? So very like volunteer kind of, I want to serve mentality. He did that for a while. And then um, he started getting more connections within the coffee like arena in the industry. And he started working with an importing company with Bright Java. I eventually met the owner of the company, Troy, at the SCA conference. Um, he, so he started working with Troy and that's where more of the coffee stuff started to develop. And he went through some SCA training and even got some like green coffee training in like, uh, no, not Indonesia, but in Southeast Asia. So within that time, he also started connecting with local like farmers. And I, well, I'm not talking about like farmers, like these big coffee producers. I'm talking about people who grow coffee in their backyard, you know? Yep. And so connecting with those people and basically, dude, building a friendship, super low key, like building a friendship, connecting, and then offering help from there. Um, it actually grew to where he became part of this hotel slash like bed and breakfast with a cafe he started managing it and he started working with the hotel owners and basically yeah just serving the people working with them sharing um just his thoughts and ideas and yeah now he's uh well don't know how much i want to share about his future in coffee i'm gonna leave it there double check yeah, with taylor and how much i'm allowed to share but there's some exciting stuff on the horizon with what he's trying to do with green coffee and all of that dude that's so that's so awesome and i i, I kind of want to touch back on this concept of like we uh i mean both of us but specifically in your story you experienced culture you experienced people communities villages before coffee was even a thing yeah you know and that was kind of the foundational uh, moment is you know falling in love with uh indonesia just as 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 a people group as a nation as you know whatever you want to call it you know like th that there, there wasn't this like oh i'm just gonna come here just to do business with you, you yeah know, just as this like transactional thing exactly. which is like kind of, I feel like very easy to get into. Uh, but instead I love that, like a part of your story just includes like, Hey, we were just there. And then we realized that when you hang out with people there, it's always around coffee. Yeah. It's coffee, you know, and cigarettes. But I mean, if you smoke, you know, that is, yeah. which I'm sure a lot of people smoke down there. Yeah. That's just what normal. they do. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I love that, that that's like the core of connection and it's cool to see that, you know, I, I have a feeling, which I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's been around for quite some time. Yes, totally. I feel like in the States, this whole cultural thing with coffee is pretty recent. Like yeah. the culture, the cafe culture, the coffee culture was not the way, was not what it was 10 years ago or yeah. 15 years ago. Yep. Those were just the beginning stages. Now coffee has just become such a big part of our culture where in a lot of these producing countries origins, it's just been like a way of life this whole entire time. That's just yeah. what they do. Yeah. I think also in the West, we seem to, um, uh, glorify is not the right word, but we seem to make it like almost this like special, like bougie experience. You know, you go to a glamorous cafe, you snap a ton of photos, like, 
And I don't think all of that is bad Mm -hmm. because the experience part of having coffee is important and it is good. But sometimes like we get so distracted by that, like mega glamorous experience that we forget what we're actually consuming and why we're actually there. And I think when you go to origin, you realize how grassroots it is. You realize that these people are doing this like they're farmers. You know, we don't glorify farmers here. You know what I mean? They're not considered these like wealthy, like experienced, like mega businessmen and women, the Mm -hmm. farmers. So if you look at coffee and you look at from that, look at it from that perspective, I think there's a little more like realness to it. It becomes, um, what's the right word? Uh, I don't want to say like more tangible, but it becomes down to earth. And that's kind of... Literally. Literally, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I think that's an important part of remembering that it is all about the people. And as cliche as we keep always talking about it, man, it's about the producer. But at the end of the day, like the producer deserves a little more glamour in comparison to our, ho- I mean, not hotels, our cafes and all of that big showy stuff, you know? Yeah, that's powerful. I love that. Yeah, I just as you're talking, I'm just getting this visual representation, especially when you said farmer. It's like, it's just so this simple, there's so much simplicity. That's just so attractive and it's so relatable. It's so yeah. personable, you know, it's not, um, it's not like something that's like at a distance, which yeah. kind of feels weird, but to say, but it's not at a distance. It's more like, um, it's homey. It's that experience. It yeah. reminds me of my experience when I was traveling to, uh, India. I stayed there for about a month. Um, and I was in the state of Assam, which mm. Assam is known for its tea. It's the tea capital of the world, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was just so interesting that when people would invite us over to their house, the first thing that they would do is they would just make a tea. Yeah. It's like a hundred degrees. Like it's humid. It's sweaty. It's everything. But no, it's like, come over, let's have some tea. And every home was like, let's just make tea with whatever we have. Yeah. Most of the time it was actually pretty great. You know, other yeah. times when they just overdo on the ginger and you're like, <laughs> you know, like, but you know, like most of the time yeah. and how they make it is just so curated to, to uh, their culture. And it's just in simplicity. There was no like, um, which I, I don't find anything bad, but there was no like, Hey, do you want Earl Grey? Do you want green tea? Do you want matcha? Maybe a, a chamomile, you know, it was just like, no, like tea, this tea. Yeah. What, what else? Well, yeah. You know what I mean? And that yeah. brought like this, like, yeah, because you know, tea is one thing, but you, this, this moment that we're sitting out on the mud porch, hanging out, there's, you know, kids running around and, um, yeah, it's just so simple. And so yeah. just, like you said, like it's intimate, it's tangible, it's down to yeah. earth. And I, I just like, I love that. My, that experience in India was so profound to me. Yeah, for sure. And it's been a while since I've been back overseas anywhere, you know, one COVID has put a little, uh, mess up into our plans. And in general, I haven't been overseas in a long time. And I find myself craving that you and I were just talking about that as we were driving, mm-hmm. um, talking about, man, like I just want to live quote unquote off the grid or something like that. And I find myself missing that simplicity, you know, 
And I find myself yeah. experiencing that simplicity in drinking black coffee, but then I want more of that simplicity by being in a place like the origin of where coffee is. And honestly, there is so much that we could learn as people from these origin countries. So much. Like they just there's just this uh different lifestyle that they have through a different perspective, through a different lens that like it's a pleasure to sit down and say, "Hey, just tell me about your life. Tell me about yeah your experiences like how do you do things how do you think about things there's just so much that we, that we could actually learn from them like and there's just heaps of knowledge and information but also connection yeah to build and um through that connection it's just like i remember coming back home from india and just being like man um because we stayed with a local at his house and i was like dude i miss that guy like yeah. th those relationships that we've met were just so deep and memorable and on surface area sur surface level but that being said i want to kind of as we wrap it up is just say what give us a little glimpse as to what's the plan with indo yeah mere gosh man not the end oh man this is going to be so hard to wrap up because yeah. it's such a yeah big plan um but yeah our basically we've talked about like our plan is long term for indo so I think within the short term, basically plans to get to origin, spend some time with Taylor, see what he needs, um, learn from Taylor, learn from the producers there, and then see what role do we play at the farm level. Start there, you know, um, because once again, the m most important part is to walk in with humility and a teachable heart and to step in as learners because we don't know anything about growing coffee oh, yeah. we don't we have so much to learn and experience but then also like to go there and be like okay hey like what can we do to help or do you even need help maybe you don't need help like yeah. what can we do to just partner with you how can yeah. we be friends with you you know and it also helps a lot because taylor has lived there he's done the groundwork so reconnecting with taylor in person we chat with him all the time i just texted him about an hour ago but um, doing that in person helps a lot. And then seeing what we can create together and go from there. Yeah, totally. I would love, you know, personally myself, just I would love for Mir to play a part in the lives of producers, Taylor, and how, you know, being able to invest into them. And like, I'd love if we could make regular trips down there and just be like, cool, we're going to go see, you know, farmer jorge mendez or whatever yeah farmer this and we're just gonna go and spend time with him because we haven't seen each other in a while yeah you know like that's the kind of relationship that i want and i want to be able to bring back a bag of mere roasted coffee to his hands and be able yeah. to say this is what's going on this is how it yeah. is where we are can you share what your experiences have been this yeah. past year you know and sharing that kind of um having that connection which I think I just like, I'm craving of that day, but it's just the yeah. journey. Um, and, and there's lots of bumps like COVID. We tried to go last year, didn't work. Might not be able to make it this year, yeah. you know, and it's all kind of up for grabs and we'll see what happens. But we have some interesting stuff already, some connections that we made with Indo and potentially a really interesting coffee that's supposed to land within days yeah. that I'm so excited about. It just, it's brought this whole dream vision just dear to home. Like 
almost literally feels like almost we have like a piece of Indo yeah. just arriving, which yes. literally it is. Literally, yeah, dude, super pumped about that. Yeah, don't want to share much, but man, yeah. folks, stay tuned for sure. Stay tuned. If you want to stay tuned, you can follow us on Instagram. Follow us. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube um, to stay tuned with these podcast episodes of taking you along. Hopefully, to you know through our journey and to origin. Hopefully someday. Um, but. Yeah, thank you guys so much for watching. Hopefully you guys enjoyed these stories, these experiences. And yeah, we'll see you guys in the next one.